Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the College Football Betting Breakdown Show, courtesy of Scores and Odds. I'm your host, per usual, Sean PSU fans, to Newsham. Joining me, as always, is Alex Fear, my turtle hard now. We have a couple uh, terrible bowl games under our belts so far. Got a few more that we have coming up in the next week or so. Uh, for this show, we're going to pick it up with the games on December 28th, go from December 28th until the 30th, through the 30th. Uh, and then we will have another show that we are going to record right after this that will include the 31st and games on the 2nd. Um, we're going to try to announce and discuss as many opt-outs and transfer situations as we can. However, I think that there's going to be substantial movements in terms of as we go here. So just know that this is a first look. We're recording this on the 20th yep. of December, just so that you guys are aware of when we're recording it. Um, and I will give that note on the next one as well. So Alex, how are you doing today? Doing good. Yeah, still a few more of these gross bowl games to get through before we get like the playoff day. Like those are the games I'm actually excited to watch. Like I really don't care about UCF Duke, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll touch on them. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not really excited to watch any of the bowl games this year. Uh, just doesn't do it for me. It's just it's just not important anymore. And next year or the year after when we get to 12 team playoff, that will make stuff a bit more interesting to me as we go. Um, the issue for me is like I just it's hard for me to ever care about a bowl game unless you're in a playoff. And if you're in a playoff, there's two games. So effectively, it really limits the amount of care I give. And then obviously, like I'll watch the Penn State game, but. The result doesn't matter as much as I just hope it's an entertaining game that I'm watching. Yeah, I mean, but part of the big problem is like there are a lot of these teams are like almost different teams by the point yeah. by the time they play their bowl game because they have several opt outs, a lot of coaching changes. So you're you're trying to handicap something like it's like the first week of the season where you don't have anything to work off of. So that makes it. Yeah. So first game we got here, we got Duke versus UCF on the UCF side of things. Uh, Mikey Keene is opted out. They have a few more defensive players that are gone as well. And then leading receiver, uh, Ryan O'Keefe, is gone. So you have quite a bit missing here for the UCF side thus far. If you look at the Duke side, they don't have any key offensive players that are going to be gone. Uh, they do have a couple guys that will be transferring, mostly on defense. I'm assuming they're not super involved in the game plan. Uh, so we have Duke minus three and a half here, uh, total 62 and a half. I probably would lean towards the UCF side. However, losing O'Keefe, I think, could be a bit of a hit here. He's the guy that can take the top off the defense a little bit. Uh, but looking at things like you probably will have John Reese Plumley at quarterback for UCF, uh, nothing indicating him going anywhere. I think he even said he's returning. I'm not positive on that. There's been so there's there's so much movement, it's hard to keep track of literally everything. Um, so I'm trying to do my best, but it's a bit tricky. Uh, Duke's a decent team, though. Duke's 8-4 and four in the season. That was a pretty good result for them. I think Riley Leonard's pretty solid. I think they have some solid skill position guys as well. So what's your thoughts here in the UCF Duke game? And sorry, I forgot the name, the Military Bowl, which will be on ESPN. Yeah, um, I lean Duke here a little bit. It, it really just comes down to if they can contain Plumlee. If they can contain Plumlee and force them to throw, like I really like Duke's chances. Duke's defense is actually better than we probably give them credit for. They're 48th in SP Plus defense. I would have guessed a bit higher than that. Um, and Riley Leonard is pretty dynamic as a quarterback i think he can move the ball a bit on the ucf defense who dropped off as the season went on in my opinion i think the data kind of backs it up as well they were uh definitely in the like the top 20 30 defenses the first half of the season they're 41st now in sp plus defense I, so I, I think this is a pretty even game 
Um, it should be rather close, but um, I like the Duke side just because they have more of their team together, and um, I think there's more risk on the UCF side not being able to move the ball without one of their big weapons, O'Keefe, and if Plumlee's forced to throw and, and is contained a bit, I like Duke's chances. Yeah, I will say, I guess, that the games on the 28th are a bit more exciting than most of the games we're getting in bowl season. Like, all these totals are relatively high, and looking at them, like, they should be offensive outputs. So, all right, moving on to the next game, we have the AutoZone Liberty Bowl featuring Kansas and Arkansas. Uh, Kansas side thing, most everyone's coming back. It doesn't look like there's tons of impact they'll have from an opt-out perspective, at least on the offensive side of things. Uh, from the Arkansas side of things, there are a lot of opt-outs. However, key guys in KJ Jefferson and Raheem Sanders are expected to return next season, which is obviously huge for them. Uh, looking at the rest of the guys that are going to be opting out, you have Malik Hornsby, the backup quarterback, is gone. He's transferring. You have a lot of offensive weapons that have been playing for them, and Warren Thompson, Keytron Jackson, and Trey Knox are all transferring as well. So it should be a bit of a different offense for Arkansas. However, you still have Rocket Sanders. You still have KJ Jefferson. Uh, it's just going to be a situation where you are losing some of the receiving output, just not all of it. Um, for me, I think Arkansas is a much better team. I think Kansas obviously started off the season hot. Once they got Jalen Daniels back, uh, the magic was clearly lost for them. That said, Arkansas is a very movable defense. I think the over of 68 and a half is probably a good uh, look as well here. Uh, but I like Arkansas. I think Arkansas is just a better team, even with some of these transfers that are going to be gone. What's your thoughts on the Liberty Bowl? Yeah, I like the Arkansas side and the overside. I just Kansas defense is just so bad. Like, I, I think Arkansas is going to be able to score at will. And like Kansas's offense is is kind of designed to be able to compete in some of these kind of games. Like, I, yeah, I could I could definitely see it be a shootout. But I, one thing I'm pretty confident in is Arkansas is going to be putting up points here. So three seems a little bit light to me. I was expecting it to be closer to six or so. So um, I like the Arkansas side in this game. For sure. All right, moving on to the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Not not very short there. Uh, we have North Carolina against Oregon. Uh, we see Oregon's about a 13.5-point favorite, uh, total 72.5. I actually like the under here. Uh, you do see that FanDuel has it at 13.5, and, and other places have it at 14.5. So definitely make sure you're shopping. From the North Carolina side, they have a lot of transfers, uh, mostly on the defensive side. The key opt-out is obviously a massive one, though, with Josh Downs. Uh, so Josh Downs is not playing in this game for them. Drake May, however, has said that he will return. Uh, if we're looking at the Oregon side of things, they have moved, uh, lost some guys. There's a lot of transfers. Uh, DJ Johnson on the defensive line has accepted a senior bowl invite, and I do not believe will play here. Uh, they have a few other guys that are going to be gone, like Byron Cardwell, Dante Thornton, Seven McGee, some other offensive and defensive linemen and impact players there as well. Uh, but the key for them is Bo Nix will be returning. Uh, so that's pretty large for Oregon. Um, I like Oregon. I think they're the better team here, uh, especially with a bit of rest for Bo Nix to be healthier in this game than what we saw the last couple weeks of the season. Um, but I like the under. I think that this game is probably going to be uh, – more shed toward the under. Obviously, the North Carolina side is just absolutely abysmal on defensively. I think Oregon handles them pretty easily as well, especially without downs. So I also like Oregon. I think Oregon giving two touchdowns is, is totally fair here. But despite the fact that we have some terrible defense and some pass yardage, I think North Carolina is going to really miss having downs. They have no one that can really replicate that role. So it's going to be a bit tricky for them. And then Oregon is happy to just run the ball. So if North Carolina is just getting smashed in this game offensively and not really able to move the ball, 
Oregon's just going to run the ball down their throat. They're not going to throw the ball tons. It's going to eat clock, despite the fact that they will move the ball. So I think the defenses are poor here, but I'm not sure we can get to 73 and a half based on what I'm expecting. So what's your thoughts on this one? So when things go bad for UNC, they go really bad. And their strength of their team is their offense. And they lost their offensive coordinator headed to Wisconsin, the Longo. Um, they have no downs. Like, it just... I just don't see it here for, for UNC. Like I definitely like the Oregon side. Um, the one wrinkle here is Oregon has a new offensive coordinator coming in. Will Stein from UTSA. I don't know if he's coaching in this game. So that's one thing I do want to dig into a little bit more, but like you said, I, I see UNC struggling here. Um, that, that number seems high. Like this seems like the spread, like the total is based on UNC, like having their full complement of players. Like I, like I agree with you. I don't see UNC like getting there in terms of points and Oregon's just going to control this game. I like my minus 13 and a half. I jump on it on FanDuel now. Cause I think it's going to get up closer to 15 by kickoff. Yeah. I actually think, I think I would look for some alt lines. Like I think North Carolina could get blown out here and lose by like four touchdowns. So I would look for some alt lines that have like 24, like, Oregon minus 24 see if you can find anything that would be uh, a bit more favorable for you there because I, I definitely like you just said when things go wrong for North Carolina they tend to go really wrong and their defense is so atrocious that I think that there will be struggles uh, to stop Oregon at any point and when you remove their offensive coordinator and their best offensive weapon I think things are just going to be a bit tricky yeah and I think Drake May staying is probably not the best thing for his career but he's he obviously has UNC loyalty with like his his family playing there so I understand it but like like most other players would be in the portal and be going to like a top 10 team like yeah. here in Drake May's shoes. Correct. All right. Looking into the next game, we have Texas Tech against Ole Miss. Uh, few transfers from the Texas Tech side thing. Nothing that really stands out. Same thing, realistically, from the Ole Miss side. Uh, no one really standing out here. A lot of their guys are returning. We see Quinchon Judkins is returning. We see uh, Dart returning. So most of the guys are still returning in this game. Um, I like Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is a better team, uh, especially with Shook starting. I think the Baron Morton's better than Shook, but I don't think we're going to see him start here. Um, so I think I like Ole Miss here. I don't think I like the over. I probably would lean towards the under on that side uh, because I think that Ole Miss is just going to run the ball. But Texas Tech has shown they can stop the run a little bit. So my anticipation here is that Judkins is going to move the ball, just not in massively explosive 50-yard runs, which therefore eats the clock and renders a over-under uh, a bit useless from that perspective. However, Ole Miss does play incredibly fast. So there is a possibility where, like, it does move fast. And if they can get some more um, longer touchdowns, things will be a lot more efficient going towards the over here. So, side I like is Ole Miss more than the total here. What's your thoughts on the – forgot, let me let me say it – the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Oh, Fun stuff. Um, I really don't have a, a good, like, any conviction in this game. Uh, initially, I liked Ole Miss, but, like, looking into it, like, Ole Miss really struggled down the stretch, but they have Judkins, who I doubt Texas Tech could stop, and I do like what Texas Tech is building towards next year. For, so, for me, it's like a talent versus trajectory type matchup, and I really just don't know where this is going to end up. So, it, it's a complete stay away for me, but, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss definitely has the more, like, high-end talent. All right, next game we go to is the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, which I know uh, obviously gets Alex excited. 
We have a lot of opt-outs, especially I believe on the Wisconsin or on the Syracuse side of things. I think I saw yesterday Sean Tucker has opted out and will not play. We see some transfers at receiver with Courtney Jackson, Anthony Queeley. So a lot of offensive firepower is gone for them. On the Minnesota side, uh, we are likely going to see the feed the ball to Mohamed Ibrahim uh, game. He is not opting out as of yet. That is something I would definitely keep an eye on. If he opts out, it makes him more likely and more interested in Syracuse. If Mohamed Ibrahim plays, I'm probably lean more towards Minnesota. Uh, for me, though, I will be staying away from this game. I'm just not super excited. Both defenses are really strong. We know what Minnesota is going to do on offense. The issue for Syracuse is if you don't have Sean Tucker, how are you going to move the ball? Um, and they even struggled to move the ball with Sean Tucker towards the end of the season. So, yeah, what are you going to do without his, like, 3.2 yards per carry? Yeah, I don't well, know. you're probably going to get 2.2 yards per carry. So, overall, this is just not an appealing game to me. What do you think on this one? I lean Minnesota here. Um, they Syracuse um, has an, they lost their offensive coordinator. Um, Jason Beck is their new offensive coordinator. His former quarterback coach at Syracuse. I don't believe Syracuse currently has a defensive coordinator. They're just kind of a mess. This is obviously going to be a gross grinded out game, but like I think Minnesota will be more prepared to play here, and like we know what they're going to do, and I don't think Syracuse can stop it. So um, I think there will be um, some boat rowing going on, and and Minnesota probably wins this by a couple touchdowns. So I I think seven and a half is fair. I like Minnesota side for sure. All right, next game we have Oklahoma and Florida State. Uh, looking at the Oklahoma side of things, Eric Gray has opted out. He will not be playing. Wanya Morris has opted out. He did accept a senior bowl invite as well. It's weird to see these guys that are opting out and yet accepting a senior bowl invite. I don't really understand that one, but that's just me. Uh, we have a lot of other guys that have declared, like Anton Harris has declared. We have some other transfers, like Theo Weiss. Granted, he's not been that impactful for them. Um over the course of the season, then on the Florida State side, uh, they just have some lower end guys that are transferring out, like Tade Rodemakers is gone, and then some other guys are transferring. Uh, we haven't really heard much on some of their other higher end type players, but uh, the key guys like Trey Benson and Jordan Travis will return next year. I think Florida State could be pretty decent next year, actually. Um, I like Florida State. I don't know if I want to give eight and a half. Uh, this game is probably a fade for me in the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, but I do probably lean Florida State. Just seems like they would care more about this game than Oklahoma would. So what's your thoughts here? Yeah, I think the best thing about this game is, like, did you see the thing about um, at the hotel they're staying in, they turned a few of the rooms in, like, total cheese-it rooms? I like, did see that, and they were going to pay them, like, NIL money to stay yeah, in something. Like, I saw that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, in terms of the actual game, like, I think eight and a half is kind of a lot. Um, I was not expecting that spread. Um I lean towards Oklahoma, even though they're down two of their best offensive linemen and Eric Gray. It's just eight and a half is a lot for the talent they have up and down their roster. Obviously, there's going to be a big turnover on that team as Venables gets everybody, all of his guys in. But eight and a half just seems heavy to me. So um, I lean that. I, I do agree that Florida State probably has more incentive to show up here and they're building towards next year. But um, it, the spread's too high to me. But uh be interesting to see who ends up turn, uh, being the cheesiest. There you go. All right, next game, we got the Valero Alamo Bowl. Uh, Texas is losing quite a bit here. They are losing Bijan. Bijan's gone. Uh, Demarion Overshone, their linebacker, gone. Roshan Johnson, also gone. So they're going to be down to their third back, which uh, their third back still going to be talented. So, like, that's not the end of the world. But Bijan is obviously probably the best running back in the nation. 
uh, losing the best running back nation is never going to be a positive. Uh, they do return Worthy and Jatavian Sanders uh, for next year, so those guys will remain. Did you see Jaleel Billingsley uh, like declared for the draft? I mean, I don't know what draft he expects to get taken in. It's certainly not going to be the NFL draft. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, Washington side, they just have a couple small transfers. Nobody has decided to leave. Michael Penix is returning. I like Washington. I think Washington is just the better team here. Uh, plus three and a half seems great. This is one of my favorite bets on the board for the, this, this video. Sweet uh, money I, line I, action. Yeah, I want Washington money line here um, all day. What is your thoughts on the Alamo Bowl? No, I totally agree with you. Um, like Bijan covers up so many of their um, flaws offensively. Uh, like that Kansas game where they just smoked Kansas. Like he was getting yards that were not blocked for him. Like it was all him. And there's a lot of games like that. Like their offensive line has been terrible all year. Like, I don't see how they move the ball as effectively. Like Bijan's an outlier type player who creates on his own. Like, so I think it's, they're really going to struggle. And like Washington has a lot of weapons. Like I just see them as the, like you said, the better team at this point in the season. Um, I think Texas is still a bit overrated in terms of like the metrics and stuff. And like, I don't think they should be Washington should be getting three and a half here. I think it should be closer to a pick them. So certainly like Washington um, three and a half Washington money line. So yeah, totally agree with you there. I'll let you start off with the Duke's Mayo bowl with your Maryland Terrapins. How do you feel about this one? Well, yeah, this game is like, this is my bowl game. I have a degree from both, both institutions and I do love mayonnaise. So um, I'm all in on this game. <laughs> Um, I, I actually think Maryland's the better team, and I usually don't say that against anybody, but NC State's been so pathetic offensively this year. Um, I just don't think they can move the ball much, and we've seen Maryland score some points on decent teams like Michigan and, and so forth. So I think one and a half is a, is a good number to jump on here. Um, it's, it's probably going to be quite, kind of an ugly game, but I think Maryland has a, offensive weapons to kind of get it done here. What do you think? I actually am going to prefer the North Carolina State side, but I understand where you're coming from, especially with like NC State has given up points towards the end of the season to people. But with Rakeem Jarrett out, you have Jacob Copeland opting out as well. CJ Dupree is transferring. Not that he was a, a massive impact, but he was a little bit of one. There's also the Talia Tegavaloa, like he could opt out. Uh, so the fact that like there is a possibility that maybe he opts out, it, it leans me towards NC State side. Now, if NC State wins, I don't think they're going to score very many points. And it's going to be a close game. But I think that Maryland, without like some of those offensive pieces, are going to be a little bit down compared to NC State. And NC State just isn't very good to begin with. Like Devin Carter is gone, but they just can't move the ball anyways. But their defense is good enough. So I think I will take NC State just because their defense is a little bit good, uh, a little bit better. But, yeah, I'm not, like, super excited about this game either side. All right, next game, we have Tony the Tiger, Sun Bowl. I know the excitement for that. Who doesn't like Tony the Tiger? Uh, Keaton Slovis is transferring. He stinks anyways, but he's going to be gone. Uh, Israel Abanaconda yesterday opted out, so that's the Pittsburgh offense gone. UCLA side of things, it's a little bit uh, more murky because we haven't heard anything on whether DTR or Charbonnet would opt out. Um, based on what we've seen with UCLA in the year, it wouldn't shock me if we just didn't see Charbonnet in this game. He just didn't play because it's happened multiple times this year. Uh, why would it not happen in a bowl game when he can just go to the NFL and call it a day? Uh, that said, with the info we have and knowing that those guys are going to be out for Pitt, I would lean UCLA. Uh, 
UCLA is probably the better team as it is. Pitt was not that great this year, despite having an eight and four record. I think UCLA is a bit better of a team. Um, but if it, just the fact, like they're, I don't, I don't see how they're going to move the ball. Their back and quarterback play is going to be atrocious. Their running backs are way worse than Bonaconda. So just it's a bit of a struggle for me to see how this would play out well for Pitt. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it seems by the line movement that they're probably expecting DTR not to play, but this is not something I'm comfortable taking either side without having the information in this game because I think it swings it so massively. Um, I'm just kind of in wait-and-see mode. I don't have any strong takes at this point. Like, I'm certainly not playing Pitt plus three-and-a-half with the prospect of DTR maybe playing. And I, I, if I were to guess, I would guess that DTR and Charbonnet both don't play, but we'll have to see. So here's a question for you with the news that Slovis is, is gone and Abonacon is opted out and this co- and this spreads like four. Does it make you feel like they're not playing? Yeah, I think so. And, but also I think Pat Nick Patty's better than Slovis. Yeah. Well, um, that, that's valid. I'm, I can't I, and, and Nick Patty's not good. So that tells you what we think of Slovis basically. So yeah, that, that one doesn't matter. Abonaconda one's a bit more cause he has a lot more juice than their other running backs, yeah. but. Like if, if UCLA doesn't have DTR, like we haven't really seen them without DTR, like their offense could be a disaster. It definitely could. All right, moving on to the next game. We have the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Notre Dame against South Carolina. We have a load of opt-outs in this game. South Carolina side, uh, Zach Pickens is opted out. A couple other defensive players. Jaheim Bell, probably their most uh, athletic offensive player, is transferring. Your boy, Austin Stogner, is gone again. Marshawn Lloyd is uh, transferring. And then if you go on to the Notre Dame side, they lose quarterback Drew Pine. Granted, he's not good, but he's still gone. And then their best offensive weapon, Michael Mayer, is gone. There's enough gone in this game that I'm probably just going to stay away from it. If I'm going to go one side, though, I'm going to go the South Carolina side probably. Uh, They came on pretty strong at the end of the year. They were pretty good. And they still will have Rattler. So, like, they should be better than what Notre Dame will pop out. Because if Drew Pine was the guy that was your best quarterback option – I don't really want to go looking into who your next best quarterback option is after that. So uh, I would probably lean South Carolina, but I'm not sure what your thoughts. Yeah, it's kind of a stay away from me. Both of these teams like are building towards being better next season. I think with like Freeman coming off of his initial year, like they had some struggles, but I think they improved a little bit. And then like uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Like I don't, that was shocking. Some of the wins they had towards the end of the season. So I just, I don't have a good feel for this game. I think it'll be ugly. Like if anything, I might lean towards the under um, like Notre Dame's fine. Just running the ball if it's close. So yeah, that's, that's my lean. Yeah. All right. We have the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl Bars. That's a interesting name. For I'm name. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, we have Ohio versus Wyoming. For Ohio, Curtis Rourke is injured. For Wyoming, they kicked Titus Swen off the team, so he has opted out and is going to the NFL. Uh, Joshua Cobbs, their best receiver, also is transferring. They have some other transfers as well. This game just ugly. After what? Like, look, we talked about going against the Mac, but Wyoming's terrible too. I'd probably still go Wyoming though. Because after watching Ohio the, in the forfeit they put out there the last game of the season, I can't say I would take Ohio, especially knowing that Rourke's not going to play. Like they went into a full-on forfeit mode um, and just j- just did nothing in their their previous game. So um, I would lean Wyoming, but like I'm probably not touching this game, and I don't want to watch this game. So when well, to watch it, you'd have to watch it on the Barstool Network. That's what bars is for at the end. 
Is, is that what's on? Is it on Barstool like, Network? That's it? Yeah, like all of the other ones have where it's the TV thing is the last thing on. Oh, there. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that because that's weird. But yeah, I'm not going to watch that game. I'm not going to yeah. bet on that game. Not interested in that game. So, so do the most differently. My, no, uh, but the most interesting thing with this game, you see who transferred to Wyoming to fill uh, in the Titus Swin role. It's an elite, an elite use of a transfer. I did see someone Har- Harrison that. Whaley. I yes, I did see like that. that. That's a really good transfer for Whaley. Smart yeah. move for Whaley's likely going to get. I'm assuming whoever would go there would be getting the rock, so definitely makes sense. Yeah, right. but we can move on. Like I'm not betting a Mac school, and I don't have interest in backing Wyoming. So for those reasons, I am out. Yeah, my bad on not knowing the Barstool Network was uh, was the network that that was on, but. <laughs> That was uh Tennessee against Clemson in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Um, we are finally done with the DJ Ugalele, uh, whatever we're calling that, because that was painful all around. Um, they have quite a few opt-outs: DJ Ugalele, Descartes Collins, EJ Williams, Kobe Pace, Sergio Allen, Fred Davis, Kevin Swint, a lot of transfers. They have a lot of guys that are bowl eligible that we just don't know, or I'm sorry, draft eligible that we don't know if they're gonna play. Uh, so that makes me worried a bit on that side. On the Tennessee side of things, um, we're going to have uh, Joe Milton start. Yeah, that's not not really what I want to see. Uh, Tillman is opted out. Jalen Hyatt likely opts out. I think he might have opted out. I'm not sure. Literally, the Tennessee side is missing so many offensive skill players, even though they didn't all um, – literally everyone's on option to sit out here. Hyatt, Jabari Small, Tillman's already gone. Lenneth Whitehead's transferring. Jimmy Callaway, Jimmy Holiday, the receivers are transferring. So, like, we're going to see, like, Squirrel Merrill and, like, I, I guess for Mel Keaton and uh, who knows at running back because the, the running backs could all opt out. Like Jabari Small could opt out here, uh, which if he opts out, I guess you have, you'd have Jalen Wright. But I would lean Clemson here. I just think – Klubnik's better than Ugalele anyway, um, and they still return Shipley. They don't really lose anything as of now that we know. So what's your thoughts? Here? Yeah, um, I think Clemson really cost them ch- their self a shot at the playoff by not playing by playing DJ all season. If, if Kublik started from day one, I really believe they'd be in the playoff right now. Um, I really like Clemson in this spot. Like five and a half is, is not enough in my opinion. I'm surprised it's moved towards Tennessee too. Like, Tennessee could be an absolute disaster here with all their opt-outs and Milton at quarterback. Clemson's still solid defensively, and I, I Cade looked really good in their in the conference championship game. So, yeah, I'm I'm all over Clemson here, minus five and a half. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this show. We're going to record another one right after this for the rest of the bowl games. Uh, so good luck to you guys around these games, and we'll see you guys back here in a little bit. For Alex, I'm Sean. Good luck, everyone.